0: The following episode is brought to you by the generous donations of Laura Pickren, Daryl Delaney, Darren Katska, Devious Pop-Tart, Irene Villarito, Ryan Royce, Andy Dossett, Danielle Bramhall-Smith, Elizabeth Clark, Eric Whitman, Jessica Smith, Charles Compton, Natasha Rowlerson, Richard Cree, The Cam Family, David Scrams, Dustin Troop, Edvarth Arnoff, Michael Clark, Rebecca Gauman, and Shelby Johnson, as well as all of our generous patrons.
1: D20 Radio, your gamers roll.
0: Oh, and welcome to Eberron Renewed, an actual play podcast at Eberron campaign setting. I'm your game master Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode. Gentlemen, what happened last time? Not much.
2: Yeah, not much at all. Pretty uh, we
1: arc. Uh, People just went off the rails.
2: <laughs> On a crazy train. Yes. Yeah.
1: Accurate. Uh, well done. Big
3: things happened. Randy told Satan what Kylie had Everything. been up to. Every, full stop. Uh, <laughs> Trevor um, had, said, bring me the head of Norsen <laughs> Millhatch. Any, any body part. That's fine. <laughs> Philip had a conversation <laughs> with... I don't think I went off the, Hobbs had been off the rails. No, actually, I know, I know. If anything, Hobbs little solo venture was fully uh, on the rails. You, I mean,
1: you declared the intention to do something that Eris would have considered off the rails, but it has since become moot, so. Yes,
3: sure. Anyway, that does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, nailed it. Uh, so, uh,
0: yeah, so uh, we know that it is, a week from the time of the last episode that the aeronol shipment is going to be leaving the warehouse Reynard has informed you all of the job and Milo you know that um that you're going to need to get in contact with somebody internally in the Bora Mars who knows about the Iranini in some capacity due to a role that we had last session so uh, I know off off mic, you asked me who does Milo know within the organization, but on mic, I'm going to ask you, Milo, who does Milo know within the Boromar clan about a Rainy
2: stuff? Um, could it be a Boromar last name? Sure. Uh Wilver.
0: Wilver, Wilver
2: Yeah, we call him Willie.
0: God, your your names in fantasy settings are just W I L
2: V E R, Wilver. Wilver.
0: Oh, I I got the spelling. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> Boromar goes by Willie. We will not be calling him Willie. I doubt. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or will just you call Milo. him Will. I call him Will.
0: Okay, Will. So Wilver <laughs> Boromar goes by Will. Okay. Um, Excuse my harsh tone, everybody, because there will have been a cut that just happened. <laughs> but we had to do some family friendly trimming on the on the story of Wilver Boromar. And it yeah, wasn't just yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, Philip. Yeah, Philip.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Rainy mm-hmm. taking us into some dark places. Um, okay. So Wilver Boromar knows about a rainy stuff for some reason. Um and I mean how how does Milo know Will? And how does Milo know that Will knows this stuff?
2: Um good lord. Um Well, I mean Milo knows lots of the Boromar people. Um uh, maybe maybe uh, Wilver collects does the accounts for another section of sharn okay and their acquaintances that way and they have they have occasionally spent time in a bar together and and wilver talks about irani stuff his time with the irani or something i don't know
0: we'll say that the irani embassy is located in his district and uh so he has some yeah, yeah, exposure to all elves Okay, so Milo knows Wilver Boromar goes by Will and only Will, uh, who uh, collects near the Iranian embassy and has known some Iranian elves and has gathered some information uh, that way. That is a potential contact. Um, what, what, if anything else are the rest of you going to be doing in preparation for this job? I guess first question, sorry. Uh who, if any, NPCs are you all going to be requesting join on the job?
4: I would request that Sigil come. Sigil? Okay. I feel like he is they have not been able to participate very much recently. Okay. I think they've been very pleased not
3: participating much recently though. <laughs> they're doing they're cooking up something back there. Or up there, wherever they are these days. Okay. Hob probably is not asking Kath if she wants to go on this one, though he certainly normally would. Get the Bash brothers out there, but... Yeah. That's fair. That is my way of saying uh, Hob's Hob's not asking anything. Hob's pinning his ears back and going to accomplish something. Okay
0: uh Reynard, uh what are you doing in preparation for the job Reynard
4: has uh purchased a copy of humility for dummies okay and it's brushing <laughs> up okay on
0: how to eat some crow okay in preparation for after the job yeah so Reynard's just foregone conclusion yeah we got this done dusted
3: um yeah okay not worried about the simple <coughs> heist how much time did you say we had to get it done? A week.
0: And Before the probably, shipment
3: is scheduled to go. The shipment is scheduled to leave in a week. Yes. Okay. So we have. Okay. Um, Hob, will, Hob will pause for a moment while he answers his son's
0: question. Yes. I can see a, a lingering figure looming in the background. Eris, what are you doing in preparation for the job?
1: Uh, I think Eris disappears. In terms of the preparation for the job, because um, Eris needs some help working on something else, um, Eris goes and finds Sigil a few days into this. Okay. Uh, with a rolled-up sheet of paper, uh, and lays it lays it out in front of them and sits down. Uh, and says, so I know you're working on something else, um, but I really, I need your help. And the only other person I think could help me with this, I think would try to talk me out of it. So, um, uh, my, my hands, uh, pretty banjaxed and, um, a a Jurassic healer tried to fix it and couldn't. And then uh, Marlo tried to fix it with medicine and couldn't. Uh, So uh, I want to fix it because I need to. And also, you know, it's just messed up in some ways that I don't think I can afford to uh, fix with with a doctor. Um, But I figure, you know, I could maybe just make it better than it was in some way. Uh, and so I want to try and she lays a carefully drawn schematic out, uh, for what is essentially an, an exoskeleton for her forearm, uh, that would, uh, support and protect, uh, and, um, help her regain fine motor control uh, over the fingers on her left hand um, by more or less permanently, uh, at least semi-permanently, attaching uh, onto the outside of her forearm and hand. Um, And, you know, I figure if, if it works, I could, you know, probably do some enchantment on it. Uh, do some artifice on it and make it do something cool. But for the moment, I really just need to be able to use my hand again.
0: Yeah, I imagine you could do some some similar things that people do to, to augment Warforge, I would I would guess, on something it, like this. Right, and, um, and
1: I I don't mean, you know, I, I mean, it's crass, but you you understand the mechanics of of this, and it's, it's not like your arm, in that it's not I think innately magical, but it's it's going to need to be somewhat. Uh, yeah. And and you you have a better understanding of how, of course, how that works.
0: As sigil examines uh, your plans, you Eris can't help but notice mm-hmm. that they're. I, I've described the the metal that they're made out of as being mm-hmm. copper, um, yeah. as opposed to to steel or iron. Uh, but you see the normally uh, brown, orangey. Uh, Copper coloring on uh, Sigil's fingertips and palms are actually stained. Uh, you notice? Interesting. Uh, you would guess from ink. Just a, just a note. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: has Eris ever seen Sigil write? Like, does Sigil write with quill and ink? I, I, I don't know what options there are in this world exactly, but. I imagine there are other ones. It's
0: not something that you've ever noted about them as being something that they do frequently.
1: Um. You um. What have you been working on? It looks like you got uh, ink on your fingers.
0: Sigil stops and regards you like, oh no, I. I've just been. Poring over a lot of things and a lot of texts and trying to. Figure some things out about stuff going on with warforged related to those schema that we found a while ago
1: so is there anything i can help with
0: not yet i don't think unless you know of any other resources relating to the uh the creation and manufacturing of warforged which sadly was yeah much of it was lost
1: yeah I, I, i I could have said the names of places, but y- you know those as well as I do. Uh, Eris knows Sigil is Kyron? Yeah, um,
0: I I think probably I know it didn't. I, I think probably prior to the campaign, uh, at least somebody would mm. have told Eris uh, about Sigil's. Uh, I guess the the fact that they were on a on a trip to Sharn when the morning happened, yeah. and they were trying to go home. Uh, when that that occurred so um Um,
2: question is is this taking place while Milo's off doing his thing with the will yeah
0: yeah okay I think so why Randy
2: well because it would have been nice to have been there at some point I
0: I think I think Eris went off to go seek out sigil away from everyone else was the this this isn't in the four sales. Yeah.
2: Aris, oh, okay. Okay. Good.
1: What Eris go. wants to do, I think, is dangerous, and Eris does not want any of you to try and convince her that it's a bad idea. <laughs> it's, it's dangerous, and it's exclusively a result of impatience. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, um, so yeah. Uh, no, I'll.
0: I I think I'm nearing. Something, but. I'll I'll let you know.
1: <clears throat> All right, uh, and and you think you could. I know how I know how to build it. I just yeah. need some extra hands, and I f- think course. I probably need someone else to do the last installation bit because I don't. Sure. I don't know. I could keep my hands steady because I think it's going to hurt a lot. I. Yes. I. I agree.
0: So. Right. Uh. So what role are you making? A mechanics roll.
1: Yes, I'm making a mechanics roll to build this. So, um. You're gonna to have to make a ruling on difficulty because the only book for this item, the only books for this item are, well, I mean, in, this item is in all in three different books. It's in the the core book, it's in the Android book, and it's in the Keyforge book. Um, but in all of those, it's it's assuming a generally high tech setting, yeah. Uh, and so the rarity of this is would only be uh, four. I don't know if you want to increase that rarity or not. I mean, warforged prosthetics are a thing, which is yeah. kind of what we're making. Yeah. Uh, although that term is probably wrong. Yeah, that's how it's referred to in some of the old books. But that sounds—it's not literally. Got my that.
0: leg chopped off, so I'm going to put an elf leg on. But it's not uh, is, that, right? Yeah, it, and, yeah. And
1: it's not even that. It's—it's it's just this is the closest, I guess, warforged like clockwork. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um.
0: I I would say that a uh, a forearm exoskeleton esque thing would probably be. You said it's listed at rarity four four yeah uh, I would probably put it at five or six so let's say let's say five.
1: Which way do we round? Because my difficulty is half the rarity. Ah uh,
0: round uh, round up in all things because a half doesn't go down to zero.
1: Um that's fair. Uh okay so difficulty is this. Um, my injury, uh, increases the difficulty once. Okay. Uh, so it's a, should be a four purple difficulty. Um, I have three ranks in mechanics and I have two ranks in the inventor talent. So I get, um, mm, Mechanics. Where are you, Mechanics? Here we go. Uh, So I get two blues and I don't know what I get for Sigil's assistance.
0: Um, Let's go ahead and... What's your current pool on your side?
1: My current pool on my side is three yellow and two blue. Two blue. Um,
0: Go ahead and uh, we'll... Add a green,
1: like increase your your proficiency okay. in it. Right. Um uh, and I wish to spend a story point and turn that green into a yellow. I think we all know how this yep. story ends. Yep. Go ahead and take okay. it
0: right back and
1: flip it to a red. Okay. So this pool, which I'm greatly regret having to roll digitally because yeah. it's such a delightful pool, is four yellow, two blue. One red, three purple. Um, I don't know what Sigil has in terms of a workspace, but I assume we're either doing this in the upper room of the four sails or in whatever Sigil's workspace is, whichever we, is better.
0: Sigil's workspace would it would have been at the, the barrack or the, the armory. Uh, has which is the, the living that space been. Yeah, they, they were working on rebuilding. It, okay. Um, so
1: well, if Sigil has a, a better. Lab space at the moment, because I imagine Eris' stuff is in some sort of flux right now. At
0: at least has a workbench that doesn't need to be hidden regularly. So Yeah. Uh. Okay.
1: (laughs) All right. So I'm imagining that we've got it constructed, and Eris has her, you know, she's sitting there. She's got the jacket off. She's in, you know, a tank top or something, um, and has this thing sort of set around her arm with, you know, rivets in position, um, and is working on it with one... With her right hand while Sigil works on it with both of theirs. Here we go. I'm so nervous about this roll. Okay. Well, Well, that's really fairly mundane. Mundane. (laughs) Uh, Four successes and one threat. I guess take a point of strain uh, because, you know. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) It's it's one threat.
1: (laughs) Yep. Um, Okay. So this, in addition, permanently reduces my strain threshold by one. Oh yes. Uh, So there's, I mean, I I imagine that Eris has got something between her teeth. Like this is, um, and, and there's a lot of muffled screaming.
2: Uh,
1: But the, the end result is that wrapped around Eris's hand now is a mix of leather and uh, metal uh, that. I don't know, kind of resembles a steampunky power gauntlet. Um that uh, is the some of the metal is kind of greenish and some of it is coppery, uh like like sigil, um with leather straps to fit tighten it in places and adjust things. Um and yeah, so this is Eris' cyber arm, uh, which Decreases her strain threshold by one and increases her brawn by one. Nice.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah. Um, So that's what Eris is up to. Uh, Hob, we got kind of interrupted on your thing. So go for it. Okay. I think Hob
3: is back at Savia's and um, he... uh, He's in his room and just kind of ruminating a bit. And he decides he's going to. He makes a decision and he opens up the trunk, the chest that he keeps at the end of his bed. He does not have a lot of possessions, but all of them are in here with the exception of his um, music listening, at his radio that Eris made him. Um, he pulls out this little parcel and unwraps it and there's a gold amulet like amber colored amulet with um some metal teeth that kind of curve around and back on either side uh and um basically hob has always had this from back when he was young when he first started doing his training um in a monastery but he hates it he doesn't like using it but hob has decided it is time for him to start casting again if he is going to be as helpful as he needed to be last time so he takes he undoes his belt slash sash just unties the simple knot and threads it through this amulet and the teeth latch on and that is where it lives it is essentially a magical belt buckle, uh, and it's how his it's how his 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 robes have always supposed to have been worn, but he just doesn't. He didn't want to be that. He didn't want to do that. He didn't want to have to rely on this god that he didn't choose to worship um, for anything. But he realizes now he needs it, and this is all justification for having taken some Templar talents. <laughs> So that's what Hobb does. Hobb prepares simply by remembering that sometimes you need to swallow your preferences and do what it needs doing, and he's gonna reacquaint himself with the minimal amount of divine um magics that he has been avail- that have been availed to him through his religious studies.
0: Um well, and and it does does fit that clerics of the blood of Vole, um, and I know Hobb's not a cleric, but um, their holy symbols are typically an object that has personal resonation as opposed to a generic holy symbol that a, a centrally divine thing that would be ordained. So it makes sense that it would be a personal amulet that doesn't subscribe to traditional uh, iconography of the Blood of Ol. Um
3: yeah. I, think, and- I, I don't know if I've ever made it super clear. I want to say Hob loves... The lifestyle that he learned, the skills that he learned, and the people that he learned from and with during his life of training, he never latched on to the God stuff is kind of what this is. But, well, well, but there the is Blood no of God. doesn't have a God. Wait, sorry, yes. He never latched on to the internal divinity stuff. Okay. He, like You're right. I, I, Being silly or being dumb, uh, I once again conflated... <laughs> some things. Uh, it's what I do. But yeah, no, the, the whole internal divinity and the God within you and all that stuff. He's just like, whatever. We're all just, you know, we're here for a while. We're here. Some of us are big. Some of us are little. Some of us are strong. Some of us are weak. Mm-hmm. Whatever.
0: Okay. Um. So is there, is there, if there's anything else that Hob does in direct preparation for the job... Ruminate on that. We're going to cut to uh, Milo. Because Milo has an appointment.
2: And remind Randy, what what is this specific job again?
0: You are going to collect a bust of a rainy origin from an rainy warehouse that is about to be shipped off to Arenal uh, for Milo's family from House uh, Fearland.
2: From wait, uh, wait for whose family? Reynard. Okay. For who, Milo's family. Oh. I'm like, what?
0: For the Kegbottoms. Uh famous elves, the keg bottoms. <laughs> um for Reynard's family, uh, who also claim some level of ownership over the bust as well. Um so but primarily you were having to infiltrate in a rainy warehouse and get a bust. Right. So um, where do you and Wilver normally meet for for drinks and?
2: Well, we used to we used to meet at Keg Bottoms, but obviously not there anymore. So, I mean, I Wilver's would assume. Wilver's
0: not a fan of open air concepts, anyway. So,
2: yeah, I would assume at this point it would be at the Four sales.
0: Okay, okay. So, a um, couple days into this week, um, you know, it's slow time. At uh for sales, uh halfling around Milo's age, um, with kind of dark uh black but graying beginning to gray hair, um, walks in. Uh what's what's remarkable, Milo, and something that probably Wilver carries a bit of a chip on his shoulder about, is you know, you're a keg bottom and you have this job. Wilver's a Boromar. Like Wilver's a member of the family and he has the same job as you. So, he's never shared it with you, but you know Wilver did something. Like Wilver should be in a position like Vigo. Uh right. at the very least. Um I mean Wilver's older than Vigo. So, whatever Wilver did, you know.
2: Yeah, so you know. is Wilver approximately Milo's age?
0: Yeah, I would say they're about the same age.
2: Okay. Oh
0: Milo. Charming little place you got here.
2: <laughs> well, it it does serve its purpose. We we do like to come to the four sales.
0: So, how's life in your district?
2: <clears throat> well, you know, say same as always, can't complain. Keeping well, the accounts, we choose you, but certainly could. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, trying to keep the accounts up to snuff, you know. How about your your end?
0: Oh you know Every day's the same as the last slow trudge through life, inevitably downward <laughs> yes. towards the void <laughs> onward and onward, till that that chases all men catches up with me finally one day uh so <laughs>
1: I'll
0: have a tequila sunrise, thank you uh, um. No, you know, things Things are fine. Uh, people don't want to pay. You make them pay. It's it's the job.
2: Yep, S- same as always, yes. It's Definitely. been a while, though.
0: Um, how have you been since uh, all the, the foul business with uh, Keg Bottoms?
2: Yes, well, ho- hopefully we're going to rebuild at some point. Hmm. Um, Good. Just trying to keep busy, you know. But, uh, y- you know... Uh, you you spend time in your district with the Irani, Elves occasionally. Yes, yes. And good, good people. Morose,
0: but good. I think yes. they've been having an effect on me. That's why I'm so down all the time.
2: Um, and I'm assuming we have no idea where this warehouse is or anything. I mean, we just know it's a
0: warehouse. Reynard would have been given a general location by Basil, obviously in a section. I mean, there there is a warehouse, like not a warehouse district, but you know, there is a district where typical shipping and and things like that occur. So it's it's amongst those.
2: I'm trying to figure out Randy's brain.
0: Oh, that's a that's a rabbit hole you don't want to go down for now. Oh, uh, no kidding.
2: <laughs> Especially when Randy's back is killing him and he's got medicine in his body. <laughs> uh, what kind of info do we need from this guy? If we kind of know where the warehouse is, does he know how we can... Gosh.
0: What do you think you need to know? Well. Because nobody else is there, Milo. I know. <laughs> Alone, inevitably, like all people. Just trudging, trudging.
2: Well, I I, I was wondering, Will, if you perhaps had any information on, uh, you know, a particular uh, a runny warehouse that, uh, you know, shipping, shipping warehouse. Hmm.
0: Well, you know, they don't, they don't do much trade here in the city, so they typically only have one for uh, exporting uh, things that they find that are of interest to the Irani and need to be taken back to Arenal. So, um, all, I mean, they take it very seriously, their, their artifacts and uh, their goods, and so presumably has a bit more security than your average uh, general supply warehouse, I would guess.
2: Um, are you perhaps... Familiar with the security that may be there? What
0: kind of trouble are you looking to get into, Milo? Uh,
2: You know, I mean... Same as always. Just I need to get into that warehouse.
0: Okay. I didn't realize the clan had issues with Arenal. Or we're doing jobs against
3: them. Interesting.
2: Uh, well, how, how good are, I mean, are they pretty good friends? I mean, I mean, we've been doing this for a while. I think we're like really pretty good buddies. I mean, we probably worked together for the past
0: 20 years, but I mean, you know.
2: Well, we, we're drinking buddies. I mean, you know, I flip a story point to say okay.
0: we're
2: Fair good. Enough. We're really okay. good drinking buddies. We go yeah. back a long way. Okay, so, yes, will, you know <laughs> he, he he doesn't like you, but you're good old drinking. Fun.
3: <laughs> He's actively jealous of you. <laughs> I love it
2: so yeah, you know, this may not necessarily be clan business, oh. Yeah, well, you know, business, you, you yeah. Well, you remember that time that you had that one side job that you had to do, and you know, I helped I we, you with that. You know how we, we all do sometimes. That side job
0: I had to do. Yes, I don't do side jobs anymore.
2: Well, I mean, you did okay, though. You did get away with it, so hmm. you know, no us for wear.
0: So, you're uh, looking at. Trying to get into an Iranian warehouse. Well, I'll tell you what I know. I know that they don't post guards in their their warehouse. I've heard them talk about this enough, and I've seen them transporting one for repair. Um, they, you know, the Iranian. Do some some weird stuff with your your spirit after you die. Well, not us specifically, but their kind. Uh, and I don't understand it, and I don't like it. But um, they they refer to these things as anchor points, and they have spirits of Arani warriors who have died anchored to them and those are the guards that they have in the warehouse to protect it and in the embassy as well um so you're not dealing with folks in armor you're dealing with undead spirits that are locked in a box
2: wonderful
0: I we have very different ideas of what we want out of the afterlife Milo oh dear Well, (laughs) old drinking buddies joking around.
2: Yes, (laughs) let's have another one. One on me this time. Ah, so any easy access points that you uh, might be aware of?
0: Well, you know, I think that they they put a lot of stock in uh, the competency of their uh, their anchor points and the spirits that reside with them. So, security itself, in terms of points of entry, I don't think you're going to deal with a lot of mundane locks or, uh, things like, things of that nature. I think they're going to put most of their eggs in the spiritual undead basket, um, as opposed to traps and locks and things like that.
4: Hmm. I mean, you, uh, you, have to, you have
0: to remember, Milo, these, these folks aren't from around here. Their culture is very different, and so their sense yes. of security and protecting theirs will be kind of uh, unknown to us and those like us. Now, there's a reason why not many people do jobs against the Arenal.
2: Yes. Also I'll because they
0: hold grudges because they live forever, and so they may not come after you, but your great-great-grandchildren...
2: At least those are the stories I hear Yes Well I'm assuming you're probably not very familiar With the interior of the warehouse You haven't never ever been there or anything
0: No I I never got an invitation To the warehouse parties I've heard they're they're banging But never
2: (laughs) Yes I've heard that myself (laughs) The parties they are
3: banging It is for sure How do you do, fellow kids? Yeah.
2: Well, I believe that's probably a big help right there. Well, thanks, Will. Of course,
0: Milo. Just... He kind of glances around, seeing that nobody's within earshot, and is like, just be careful. I, I know that... I know that life's dealt you a series of really bad cards. And the Milo that I've come to know anyway is not a reckless person. So just be careful.
2: I appreciate that, Will. You're your 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 good friend. I'll do my best to watch out for myself. I thank you.
0: Alright. Well let's uh let's have a drink up in my district
2: real soon. Sounds good. Sounds good.
0: He kicks back the rest of his drink and gets up to leave. Okay. Um, anything else, Milo, that you want to do, or Milo Hob? Nah, Hob's not recon in this one. Okay. Reynard, um, this is kind of your thing. So, is there anything practical related to the job that you're knocking out?
4: Oh. Um. I don't know where to begin. (laughs) So,
0: no? (laughs) I mean, you could go scout out the location. You could get more info from Basil. You could. Any number of things. But if the answer is no, that's fine. Just. If you have questions about what you can do, feel free to ask that rather than saying no because you're not sure.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll go, I'll go check
3: it
0: out. Okay. Case the joint.
4: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, uh, you head to, uh, crap. I remember, I, I knew the name of the district for a brief shining moment, and then it disappeared from my brain holes. Lower Dura. Precarious. The warehouse district yeah that makes much sense to me so yeah uh precarious is the district that you're headed towards um in lower Dura uh and you see there's a lot of warehouses uh pretty in uh indistinct uh but you are given you've been given location from Basel. so you're able to kind of walk the streets you know there's a lot of people out and about you um or are you going it during the day or at night which one? Which would rain uh, at the, the day. Okay. Um, so yeah, you're able to navigate without being too auspicious, um, and you you spot the warehouse. It looks pretty mundane. That there is not a lot of these warehouses. You see large like locks on the door, or like a a, a horizontal slat of wood barring the door with a lock on that. Uh, there's nothing like that on this. There's the two large doors that slide open uh, on the front of the warehouse. Um, and there is a smaller door on the side. Like if you're looking at the front of it on the left-hand side for like individual entry. That's what you see just off rip walking down the street towards it.
4: Okay. Um, I feel like I shouldn't get closer. I mean, you can you can make
0: some rolls to not necessarily get closer but you know just check
4: it out sure let's do a what like a perception check uh yeah we can do a perception check or a streetwise uh, or what would be good uh
0: streetwise would be more figuring stuff out about it um perception if you're just trying to case the joint and take a look at it Um, that would work for me. Uh, so let's have that be a two purple difficulty. Um, because of some lingering things surrounding it, add a black. And I'm going to flip a story point to switch one of those to a red. So one red, one purple, one black is your difficulty.
4: Well, that is a lot of things. Well, you've got plenty on your side, right? I've got three greens. Well, you could flip a story point to change one of those into um, a yellow. So I will flip a story point. Okay. To be yellow. Okay. Here we go. Zero oh, success, <laughs> one threat. Awesome. Okay, Again, I'd like so- to go back to uh, my previous statement. Of I feel like I should not look any longer <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah you're not able to really glean anything you you see the two points of entrance uh, but as you kind of circle around it, it you see solid walls on the other two sides nothing too remarkable you don't notice yeah you don't notice anything um, and with the one threat hmm 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 <laughs> There's some interesting things, but I think they're not worth a single threat. I think they're worth more. Um, so I don't want to be overly punitive. Um, so let's say you're, Reynard is aware that he has no idea what he's looking for. And so um, going into the start of the job, Reynard will start with one point of strain damage. Make sense? Yes.
4: I'm just gonna do that uh, now So, so not necessarily forget.
0: right now But you know Oh god Like I oh, kind of beefed okay. this And uh, You can mark it right now If you want Okay yeah But um, Cause yeah. I will forget <laughs> I won't uh, <laughs> Anyway um, That's a lie I probably will Unless I hear it on this recording Hello future <laughs> Eric How are you I hope your day's going well It's good radio It's actually probably Really late on Thursday And you're rushing to get this done Oh well I hope it's <laughs> going well Um <laughs> Hey, Jeff okay. hopes you're doing good, too, Eric. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, okay, so uh, that's Raynard's uh, business. Uh, anything else that anyone wants to do in preparation for the heist? Eric's okay. thing
1: takes pretty much the whole week, so... No,
0: that's perfectly acceptable. So, um, so let me ask you, how much of a buffer are you all... Because surely you would have come up with this plan at the beginning of the week. Like, are you all waiting for day five, six... Uh, Like night before it's set to head out? Like, what's the
3: timing that you are shooting for? um, Is there benefit to trying to do it later and hoping they don't notice and they are gone by the time they realize it's gone? Or is that, I mean, is that a Milo? That's a question Hob would probably ask Milo if he was able to pick that up from his friend Will.
1: But. By the crafting rules, Eris will not be available to help you until day five. Okay. Not, until after day five.
2: Oh, there we go. So,
1: there's your answer.
3: Yeah, looks like we're doing it on day six. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, okay, so uh, six days pass as uh, Reynard learns the art of humility and also tries to go scout the place and does a bad job. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> further humbling himself.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Milo gets some intel about potential security threats. Uh, Milo finds Jesus and Eris gets an arm. Um or finds the Jesus within. Hob, right. Hob I think. Hob, yes. Um, but so a better arm. <laughs> yes. Um a bigger, better arm. Okay, so day six rolls around. Um is this gonna be a night job or a day job?
1: I'm assuming Reynard calls this play.
0: Yeah, I would say night. Night, okay. Uh, So Sigil has been requested to come along uh, to help with the job. So uh, Sigil is at the four sales. Uh, They they walk in not holding their normal uh, bundle of parchment and notes and books and things like that, and comes very much like you all have grown to know them to come, just kind of there, ready to go. Um,
2: So... Upon seeing Sigil come in, (laughs) Milo looks to Eris and says, Eris, seeing Sigil has reminded me yet again. the, The mark on Sigil? It, uh, it resembles an aberrant mark, I do believe.
0: It's always a joy when you walk into a room and two people start talking about you like you're not there i think it
2: <laughs> i think it resembles no the no mark I, of, I, I assume like I, as soon as sigil walks in
1: I, I think it resembles the mark of making Randy. mark of making yes ah uh, it uh.
2: seems to resemble the uh the mark of making i do believe on on sigil's forehead
1: Okay, well this is awkward. I was assuming Eris would arrive with sigil since they probably just installed an arm. Um but uh we'll say otherwise. Um Eris has got her coat on and she's got one of the she's got the left sleeve um unbuttoned and and hanging down a little more. Um Uh, to explain why this is what we're discussing and not Eris's robot arm. Um,
3: Eris. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to mention the robot arm.
2: (laughs) Yeah. What what robot arm?
1: Right. Yeah. No, exactly. It's it's under the coat. Um, Eris looks over. I was... It was made by... uh, They were made by House Kenneth, so... um, maybe i don't know how it works I, mean, I don't know if if it forms as part of the creation or if the artificer who's managing the creation sets it i i would think sigil would be the person to ask about that
0: oh it's it's random it's not it's not manufactured in any way it's it's like our like you have fingerprints Nobody decides what your fingerprints look like, hmm. so it's probably just a coincidence, Milo. I would think
1: it's kind of a strange one, but yeah, I guess it, it could yeah. be.
2: I don't know much about that sort of thing, but I don't know. Weights it's just a coincidence. curious if it is one
0: though. That is odd. I guess hmm. when I've always seen it, it's always been backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Hob's not there
2: yet to hear that. It just it just yeah, struck, struck me as interesting. That's all. So, what have. Uh, Eris, you've been hanging out with Sigil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Milo just takes things and just. Okay, that's good. We're good.
3: <laughs> um, Hob is actually there. That was good. <clears throat> And Hob says. Uh, Eris, um, what'd you what'd you do there? And points to her hand, arm. The the different one, the new one.
1: Oh,
2: specific. That um, she uncovered it. She huh? sort of rolls the
1: sleeve back over it. Well, I mean, M- M- Milo didn't fix it with medicine, and the 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 Drasco didn't fix it with magic. So, I I just figured I'd just do it. And um sigil helped.
3: Um. Uh, there's a part like Hop is always a little excited when Eric shows up with something <laughs> new. Like it's not his style, but he he digs he digs seeing it. And it's kind of like Eric's kinda of like our, our friend Brad that always wants to know what's going on in the campaign, but we could not mm-hmm. get him to play D and D for a billion dollars. Yeah. Uh hmm. or, or so, listen
4: so. to the podcast. <laughs> <Does that laughs> yeah. Better? He just wants us to explain it <laughs> right. uh, so, so, so he just the, sort of
1: holds it up and flexes the fingers a couple of times. There's a slight probably a slight metal on metal sound, but and they I think articulate hob, like fingers
3: and and hob hob, hob is fully uh, sincere when he goes that is that is genuinely amazing yeah uh, when i got
1: here i um i broke one of orphan's glasses um so i'm still i'm still working on it well, i'm, oh, I'm on glad yeah betrayed that, uh, you or something I, I picked i picked it up and it 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 just kind of crushed in my hand um it's um it's a little strange yeah well
2: i'm glad to see that you accomplished it safely because that had had to be highly dangerous i would i would think i'm glad that you're safe
1: well that's why i got sigils to do it because i knew other people would say things like that and um and sigils you know sigils cool with this sort of thing well, but I'm, yeah, it I'm hurt glad it, like but i don't really have something to compare it to what it hurt like <laughs> but a lot it hurt a lot
2: but it is but very it impressive now. yes highly impressive
4: Raynard, are you there? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Raynard's just listening. Finally, he chimes in and says, "Yes, Eris, Well, that ought to come in handy." Oh, It's Kind of.
0: You want to try out the punching function?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I would not hate if Ares gets wanted on Raynard every arc. <laughs> he just says something stupid, and Ares punches him. Well, um,
1: well. Oh. No, Eris overdoes it and smashes er, smashes um, the booth behind Reynard.
3: That's
0: more expensive than a glass Eris.
1: Uh, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. I'm sorry. No.
0: Okay. Fix it means make it like it was. Or- no improvements this time.
1: Okay.
3: Thank you. <laughs> I think <laughs> Hob, Hob says something to the uh, to, to the uh, something akin to clearly jokingly but um, I, heal my I had strength. a good I had a good run being the strong one um, I'm gonna <laughs> miss that a bit but I am happy for you
1: <laughs> oh right yeah I didn't thought about that can we arm wrestle? can we arm wrestle?
0: yeah I mean it's your game I'm just living in it alright
3: <laughs> alright hang
0: on hang on hang on hang on so this would be an opposed check. So since so we both
1: roll simple and compare. Is that how it works? No.
0: Basically, since Eris is the one initiating it, the difficulty okay. is Hobbs' strength. Okay. Or Hobbs, if it's yeah, if we're just doing strength versus strength, or
1: what is the? I can, how do you like, do this?
0: Because it, it, you could just do a characteristic like brawn versus brawn roll, which would be all greens versus all purples. Okay. It's a test of brute strength. Or you could do athletics,
1: I guess. I don't think athletics is a thing. Is there not? Nope. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is. There, there is.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so do I we just roll and unopposed and just see who does better? No,
0: Aeris is going to roll against a two purple, two red difficulty since that's <laughs> athletics
3: check. Okay. This is going to go appropriately then.
1: Um, okay. That makes cool. sense. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, three failure to advantage. Can I? Eris's, Eris's bicep has not improved.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> may I? May I? By uh, all means, say what happens, please. Okay. I think that because you're right, Eris's bicep is not improved. I think you. Can, yeah. I think we get down to arm wrestle and you wrap your hand around Hobbs and he feels a grip mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, oh crap. <laughs> and then as soon as we start to go, he immediately realized... No, he immediately realizes that he is about to slam her hand into the, into the table. And break the table with her metal hand. And break the table with her <laughs> hand. So he beats her, and he beats her handily, but he doesn't yep. kind of make it, he doesn't slam her hand into the table. He right. doesn't make it look like he's struggling. He doesn't, you know, um, oh, what's the word? We Patronize her. Right, yeah. Uh, and then when it's done, when it's all said and done, whatever her reaction is, he starts you know, rubbing that hand like you would oh. if somebody just gave you the death handshake. Well, that, did, say, that, that didn't hurt at all. I beg to differ. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, maybe the technique. I They say that arm wrestling is all in the technique. I think you could take Hobb.
3: Yes, if your technique eventually. was to was to do that all the way up to your shoulder, I think I wouldn't <laughs> give you the chance. Uh, a bit of a Pyrrhic
1: victory. Yeah. I, mean, I think, I, think I, I can enchant it, too. I think I can um, do some more work on it and make it do other things.
0: I think we could. You know, just fashion an extension that would go go up to the shoulder. Though it would be very painful, but I don't,
1: we could. Yeah, um, let's work on this for now. I think. Hmm.
3: Fine. Well, anybody else want arm wrestle, <laughs> or is Raynard going to tell us what he would like for us to do?
4: <laughs> oh no, no one does. Okay, well. <laughs> Well, I'll let you all know. I've cased the place and learned absolutely nothing except there are two doors—a uh, small one and a big one.
3: Well, that's just code,
4: sure. So, so um, shall we go?
3: <laughs> <laughs> You've the most, in- egg, <laughs> the most <Reynard> brief ever. <laughs> Well, I know they got a way in and a way out.
4: Might <laughs> Let's roll. Each, each that's might all both. I learned. That's all I learned. No, that's great.
0: <laughs> well, i certainly excited to be back in the saddle, I guess. Let, yeah. Are we taking Tasha?
1: Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Okay.
0: So... um. Anybody want to do anything else in the four sales before we roll out? No. Okay. So you all take off towards uh, the precarious district uh, in Lower Dura. Uh, so named because it is right on the cliff over the uh, the Dagger River, uh, and many of the shipping containers and things like that are stacked precariously right on the edge. Um, and there's cranes Perfect. that are that are moving it out over the opening and, and stuff. So uh, yeah. Uh, but you all arrive in the dead of night. Uh, it's fairly quiet; not a whole lot of shipping going on right now. Um, and you all, uh, where? How far away do you park? Uh, Reynard would have told you the location of the warehouse. Um,
1: out, out of sight. Okay. Um, so this doesn't strike me as the sort of place where customized skiffs come. So yeah.
0: Well, you know, because it is precarious and right on the cliff, you could have Tasha drop you off and then, like,
1: go park oh, under Oh, could I put her edge. under the... Oh, I, I don't even have to t- send her. Yeah. Okay, so Eris drops everyone else off uh, and then takes Tasha down under the overhang. And okay. then Eris just comes up the cliff. Ah, uh, yes. Spider climb. Yeah. Okay. So, um,
0: so you all reconvened. Did you make an athletics check? Nope. I can just do it. I can just
1: do it. Um, Got the talent. You all
0: convene in precarious and you approach, um, the, the warehouse and yeah, you see two doors. Uh, well, one large set of double doors, no discernible lock on it, two handles to slide them open and a smaller, uh, door on the side.
1: Uh, I just feel the need to ask, did Milo at any point inform us of the things that he learned about the warehouse?
2: Yeah, I thought that Eric had said that I had done that. I mean, I didn't oh, verbally I did come back as Milo and do it. but
1: <laughs> Okay.
0: Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're going to leave this episode. Um, with you all standing on the precipice of a job. So, uh, thank uh-huh. you all much for listening uh if you want to part of the conversation surrounding this episode you can head on over to our discord you can find the link to that on all of our socials uh the, at the geek pantheon on twitter instagram facebook all the places uh we also have a youtube channel youtube.com slash the geek pantheon with lots of uh tabletop rpg videos going up including a DD fifth edition actual play set in eberron uh gm'd by philip and i am one of the players in that called kyber shards Uh, If you want to go check that out. Uh, We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash TheGeekPantheon, uh, without which many of the things that we've done over the past year would not have been possible. So a huge thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. And if you would like to join their elite ranks, you can find it over at patreon.com slash TheGeekPantheon. I believe that's everything. Thank you all so much for listening. I have been your Game Master, Eric. I'm Philip.
2: I'm Trevor. I'm Randy.
0: And I'm Jeff. We'll see you next time.
2: Ba-ba-do.